2: I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So happy to have you here as we celebrate our Houston legends today. We are celebrating Stan Merrick. He's been an extraordinary advocate in our community, very engaged with the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Even with our foundation and our emerging leaders, he's been one that's been with us since day one, making sure that Houston has a bench of leaders. So let's welcome Stan Merrick. Thank you, Laura. Good Thanks to be here. for being here, Stan. I always enjoy your company and I'm such a fan of yours. Um, In this city, you can drive around and see that Merrick construction sign on major, significant projects. You've employed so many people and have helped families uh, do well. And so we're happy to say that the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is recognized as one of our Houston legends. And just on a personal note, it's just been great over the years uh, seeing the advocacy that you provide to our city and, and doing what is right. So that and so many other reasons well, we thank you well
3: thank you for the kind words and um, i've never been called a legend i've been called old and obsolete but never a legend so this <laughs> this is sort of neat and i think you know my my advocacy not not just for for latinos but for anyone in, in poverty i think comes from, from my dad and his uncle they were homeless mm-hmm. uh, during the depression uh their, my grandfather lost everything during the depression he couldn't pay a debt to the federal land bank and and they were homeless for four years so my my dad you know grew up homeless and when he came to Houston with his brothers after World War II, or after right before World War II, to start in the construction business, uh, you know, right away they wanted to make money so they could give back. And, and the thing that they did that we're most proud of is they gave many men and women opportunities to learn a trade, to learn how to use these for something other than, of course, who didn't have computers back in those days. Yes. But when I think about the thousands and thousands of men and women who have gone through our doors that we've trained. And, and given them a, a, not just a job but a career yes. with a hospitalization, paid time off, 401K. <laughs> uh, that's what I think we're all proudest of. And, and today it's amazing uh, the number of women coming into the trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Me Too movement may have been one of the best things for the construction industry because it basically eliminated any type of sexual harassment on the job site. I mean, our guys know now that the women we're hiring that are learning a trade, I mean, they're they're painters, they're tapers and floaters, they're ceiling people, they're floor people, they put up blinds, they're team members. They're not just a woman, they're team members. And I'm really proud of the way uh, our population of workers has embraced women on the job sites yeah
2: well let's talk a little bit about growing up in a family that was in this business was that your first employment was in the family business what was your first oh, yeah. job No,
3: that was you know when we were six or seven years old in the summertime we had to work yes. because that was just the the um, i think the, the way the merrick family was i mean they were farmers uh, and when we came to houston and uh uh, when I was six or seven I would push a broom and, and in the drywall business you always have nails and screws laying around so you don't want to have flats so I would do that when I got bigger than it was you know, putting the insulation in the warehouse and then you know, as time went on every summer the, the bigger me and my cousins grew we had other jobs and eventually we got to work taping and floating you know you put the mud on the walls you take the mud off and you have a complete surface i'll never forget my worst summer when i was about 13 or 14 i spent the entire summer in an apartment project over on collingsworth off 59 doing nothing but spotting nails and spotting nails is when the nailer puts the nails in, you go mud on it, mud off. And you have to do that three times to get a smooth surface. And, and that was one of the worst jobs I ever had. <laughs> but but as time went on, and, and you, know, uh, uh, you know, I think I finally broke away from the drywall business when I was a junior in college selling cookware door-to-door. Okay. I actually had a job to do that. I, I don't know, it was some friends of mine told me. Were you good me, at it? I was very good at it. I, yeah. could, I could sell. Yeah. I could sell. But it was... Uh, Yeah, it was it was something that uh i'm I'm glad i did it got me away from construction for a couple summers Uh, and then when i graduated from college um, i went into the marine corps and and lucky enough to to get at the end of the conflict so that I didn't have to go to Vietnam not that I would have gone but but at that point (laughs) the war was pretty unpopular and a a lot of people as you know were going to Canada or whatever and and I was committed we had our basic training and our advanced military training and weapons and ready to go but didn't have to go so that was was great and then I joined the carpenters local uh, because I really wanted to learn the trade Uh, my my dad and his brothers were on the residential side of the business uh, doing houses and, and we wanted to Get into the commercial, the, the buildings, and and I spent a couple years doing that, and then moved into the office, and the rest is history. So I've been my 50th year this year in the business. Hard, hard to believe at uh, age 72, <laughs> but uh, I've loved it, and uh, I still love it, and I have no intentions of retiring. I I'm, I'm more of a cheerleader now for our guys and we do a lot of recruiting from our our high schools and from the military and uh, and from the prisons i mean we we believe in giving a person a second chance and we've had some tremendous success of young men or women who have you know made a mistake and cleaned up their act and uh, we've got one guy that's eight years in prison and now he's one of our top project managers so i mean good things happen
0: Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Through advocacy, the Chamber represents the economic and civic interests of more than 90,000 Hispanic-owned businesses across the region. Learn more at HoustonHispanicChamber.com.
2: I'm Dr. Laura Murillo. Today's Houston legend is Stan America, a good friend of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. He sends so much for our city, including investing in our Emerging Leaders Program that is a real platform, a bench for students, leaders who have less than 10 years of experience. He also serves on many boards in the Houston area, And on top of that, he's been an advocate. Every time our chamber's hosted a news conference, any time the conversation on immigration has come up, you can look around and rest assured that Stan Merrick is at the table and speaking on behalf of comprehensive immigration and on several other issues but let's go ahead and start with that stan this has been a passion of yours certainly in houston and texas we understand the workforce cannot strive and be strong without immigrants and your conversations with elected officials your op-ed pieces all have solutions so let's talk a little bit about your stand on that
3: yeah obviously in the construction business we have been very dependent upon immigrant labor not because We want cheap labor. We don't want cheap labor. We want labor that is trained and skilled and productive. And and that's not cheap labor because the training is very expensive. So what we need is is the legal status. We have 600,000 undocumented minimum in Houston, two and a half million in Texas. Those workers are working. They're not working for me because they can't fill out an I-9. They, they don't have legal status, but they're working for somebody. And, and my whole thing is, look, this has been going on long enough, 30 years, 35 years. You know, I've been fighting it day and night for 15, maybe 20 years. And, and it's time to, to finally do something common sense. And the op-ed that was in the Chronicle a couple of weeks ago, very simply called ID and tax. You know, my proposal is if someone's been here 5 years and and let's say I want to hire him let me take him to homeland security get a background check fingerprints i'll pay for it and I'll let him come to work for me so that I can, he can be a W-2 employee. That is, he can pay payroll taxes, have workman's comp, get overtime, training, safety training, which is so vital. And, and that accomplishes a world of things. But of course he's gotta pass a background check. And, and, and he has to work for an employer who pays and matches taxes. But once he's entered into the e-verification system, just like a DACA person, he can work anywhere.
2: But Stan, the argument is, well, they're taking jobs away from Americans.
3: That's not true, it's not even close to being Well, help
2: trust. us understand that for folks who continue to have that argument
3: well there there are some jobs that especially like construction if you look at drywall you look at roofing you look at carpentry uh, you, you look at concrete there's just not enough of our kids that are going to come into the trades. They're just they 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 want to go to college or they want to work in an air conditioning. Let's face it, they're not as tough as, as my generation or maybe even your generation. I mean, we wanted to do construction. We weren't scared to go out and get dirty and 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 construction's changed. Construction is much more safe than it used to be because of all our OSHA training. Construction's a lot of high tech now. All of my foremen have iPads. I mean, all the blueprints come in on iPad. We've got lasers that help with. Leveling things or plumbing things, yes. uh, layout f- tools. I mean, it's just it's, 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 it's a fun. It's, it's, it's a fun thing. And yeah. if you bring high school kids in for career days where we do thousands of them, they all love it. Yeah. But when it comes time to sign on the paper and go out there and work eight hours yeah. a day, it, it's not. But even if we had a lot of workers from our own ranks, we still need immigrant labor. Our birth rate. Is just not high. Enough. We're not producing enough kids. Guys like me, I'm 72 with a 15-year-old. I'm doing my part, like Dr. Kleinberg would say. <laughs> but most people aren't having, you know, three or four kids. Sorry. So we, we need immigrant labor. But the 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 whole thing about the ID and tax is, you know, I've talked to Chief Arceveda about it, and he loves it because all of a sudden we could identify 700,000 people or 600,000 in our community who would now report a crime. Yes. Right now they won't cooperate with the police, yes. and so that's very positive. The, the, I've, I've talked. To healthcare. Healthcare loves it because those 600,000, if they came to work for an employer who provide worksman comp, if they get hurt, they don't go to the ER, they go to the hospital. And, And if we provide hospitalization for them and their families, the kids have primary care and talking to educators. You know, it's, it's, it's such a stress we're putting on our kids. Whether they're undocumented or documented with undocumented parents, they are stressed. They're worried about mom and dad coming home. They're, they're worried about, you know, ice showing up at the doorstep. And then that's too much stress on these kids. I'm on the board of KIPP. One of the saddest examples I can tell you about this community, we opened a new school on the east side, and the first morning of school, first, second, third graders, banners. Go home, go back to Mexico. This is our kids. And these are all American born kids, I'm sure. I mean, why is our community letting that happen? You know, that, that's, that's, that's just terrible. So the ID and tax solution, which is so simple and makes so much common sense. And, and, and remember, uh, you know, if I, talk, I was talking to a known congressman, he said, well, if you do that, then they're held hostage by that company. That's not right. If they're entered into the e verification system, just like a DACA recipient, they can go anywhere. And if you think about the money that if employers pay taxes on all of these undocumented, it's billions of dollars, That's right. billions of dollars. So, you know, the fact that they're out there, they're there, it's de facto amnesty and, and they're being exploited, they're, they're not getting health care. I mean, there's you can go on and on. Right. So, you know, the solution of ID and tax is so simple. And also we have a social media platform. That we're offering through the Center for Houston's Future and the Baker Institute called the rationalmiddle.com immigration series. And it's 10 YouTube videos, about 8 to 11 minutes each, on a different topic of immigration. Uh, we've, we've rolled these things out at U of H, at the Baker Institute, across the state. Yes. Washington, we've had over a 1,500,000 page views, our views, and, and you, please have your audience look at those. The videos. Rational Middle. com slash immigration.
2: Well, Stan, for that and so many other reasons is part of why we named you one of our Houston legends. Thanks for all you do for this city, and especially for being a voice for those who do not have
3: one. Well, and I really appreciate your emerging leadership series i think that's a great way to engage our young latinas and latinas into the leadership we need more people on boards we need more people running for office and uh i mean our population is is, is it's 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 a done deal as dr kleinberg would say yeah we're going to be a, a majority latino population at next and that's generation that's and, and that's why
2: the houston hispanic chamber of commerce is the leader of houston's new majority working inclusively with all and on behalf of our board of directors we thank you for joining